Welcome to our Portuguese Table Podcast. I'm Maria Lott, and these are in Green Bean. And I'm Angela Samoz, and we're just two chicks dishing about Portuguese food, culture, and what it means to be Portuguese. So grab a glass of vinho or um copo de café and join us as we talk about our favorite foods, reminisce about growing up Portuguese, and interview some of our community's most successful chefs and food writers. So, so sit, sit down, down at our Portuguese, Portuguese table. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our Portuguese table. I'm Maria. Hi, Angela. Are you there, honey? I'm here. Hey, Maria. Hey, we have an amazing, amazing guest today, and I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to share all these guys with all Every one of our listeners, um, it's the Portuguese kids. Hey, <laughs> stop, Maria, stop building us up. We're not that important. Oh, stop it. You know, <laughs> it should be you. The How, what's the Hujdu's recipe? It's this, this is what we're interviewing you for. All, all I have to say is that if you thought we laughed a lot before, this yeah, is I'm gonna, this I'm gonna, gonna try to tricky. contain myself because I do giggle. Make as serious as possible. Yeah, just so the listeners know, we're all wearing diapers right now, just in case. <laughs> My God! <laughs> is that the Portuguese flag on it? Um, actually, it's Charlie Brown, and then right on the front, it says "Good Grief." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, guys. No, no, no. Well, we're so happy that because we both Angela and I know how busy you guys are. You just came back from Australia. You probably still have jet lag. Um, yeah, it's about five minutes. So you make this quick, please. <laughs> <laughs> I actually just woke up. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Australia was great. <laughs> well, yeah, we've been hibernating since we got back from Australia. Oh, I bet. So we really appreciate you taking the time to Thanks, um, to be at our Portuguese table. So, Angela, just, mm. you know, so I know the, you're a big fan, too. Guys, I am. There was going to be food. What's going on here? <laughs> it's a virtual glass of wine. Oh, oh. Wow. Well, thank you. I'm driving, uh, <laughs> so no thanks, but uh, you enjoy. <laughs> so, no, so how long have we known each other? Because I first met you guys when you came out to the Dia de Portugal Festival in California. And, and the first it, person to get us in California. Like, you were yeah. And I, and I remember that conversation. It was like, you can come out here, but I don't think we can pay you anything. <laughs> you know what? You really didn't. Yeah. Uh, that. <laughs> no, actually, the, the opportunity was payment enough because that, that, honestly, that was the door opening for us. And uh, we can't even, it's insurmountable, the, the benefits of that trip and what's, you know, transpired ever since that first time we went out to California. It's it was a it's vacation big. anyway. It was like for us, we were like so young. We we're like, let's do this, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's go surfing. <laughs> and we just stood in the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> One thing we well, didn't you know, realize how big California was. Like, remember, we started in San Diego and we drove up to San Jose. And like, we remember we GPS were like, guys, it's eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, oh my God. What Screwed do we do? up. I think there was at one point on the drive, we drove for a half hour and it was the same cattle farm on the side of the highway. Yeah, right. The whole yes. length for a half hour. Harris like, oh. Ranch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's, it's funny. So many people, like we have cousins come visit us and we're like, well, we'd like to go to Vegas for the day. And we're like, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> from where you guys are, it's like an eight hour drive from Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. More. That's yeah. But you know what I loved about um, you guys coming out to California? It was so different. I mean, I love our festas and I go to all of our, you know, the Dia de Portugal and stuff. And we have the folklore groups and I dance for a folklore group and we have the bands and the singers. And then you've got this comedy group 
and it was just so different. And everything you guys did, everybody could relate. And you're like, oh, my grandmother said that, or oh, my God, my mother does that. I mean, it was just so relatable. I, I think it was such a breath, breath of fresh air for people. It you know, was it's awesome. Crazy. It's crazy for us, too, because we've been doing this for so long. And then, like, you know, Australia, for example, we're going out there and like, all right, like, let's see if this material hits. And then we do it. And it's just the laughs are so loud. And it's like, yeah. man, it's just it doesn't matter what part of the world you live in. If you're Portuguese. Yep. Growing up in an immigrant home, you know, that, that immigrant lifestyle, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's all the same. It's just, you know, the accents are different depending on where you are. Right. I think it's like um, the way that we don't assimilate to wherever we, wherever we live. <clears throat> at least the first, you know, I think that goes for any culture. The first, second, maybe third generation are, are very, like, you know, Italians came to America. The first, second, third generation is very Italian. Then it starts to fade away. And you do see that with Portuguese people, but we're still relatively new to, like, so many of these countries, you know. Like, they just started emigrating in the 60s and 70s. So a lot of these things still hold true. So for us, it's great because it's, you know, it, it means that there's always a market for what we do. Mm -hmm, but, it, right. you know, it's also interesting, too, because we're, you know, we're experiencing the same thing just, you know, literally thousands of miles away, even from California. You know, like, it's a whole new world in California. Like, you guys don't have snow. You guys don't deal with what we deal with. <laughs> you don't fry fish in the basement. You fry it in the, in the, in the, in the garage. Yeah, yeah. So we had to learn that the hard way. We're like, hey, go fry fish in the basement. And everyone's like, what's that? Yeah, we don't have, we don't yeah, have we that don't here. We don't have basements here, No. <laughs> So we, we definitely have a lot of food questions we want to ask you. But, um, you know, one thing that I'm not sure a lot of people know is, like, how did you guys get started? And how did you come up with this idea that you were going to do a comedy group? And then, you know, what were you guys doing before? And then at what point do you say, I think I'm going to quit my day job and we're going to do this full time? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a huge, huge step, yeah. right? And it, so, it, but it was actually, I think uh, – a bunch of gradual steps like we started you know we were always kind of like friends growing up we went to the same church youth group we did retreats together we're, you know one of those school uh, yeah school, school. everything we like we just knew each other our whole our whole lives and then one day i was in school in college and a friend of mine was like um he, he was like oh uh he worked at the public access station he was like hey if you want to do a show you can do a show here it's free and I was like, wow, that'd be so fun. So, like, I got all the guys together and, <laughs> like, we're like, let's do the show. We, and we had no idea what we were doing. And when we look at the footage now, it's, like, cringeworthy. But we thought we were so funny. We were like, when's MTV going to call us? <laughs> 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 what, are you gonna, what car are you going to buy when yeah. SNL uh, hires us? Well, MTV, MTV did call us. They gave us a cease and desist. Like, yeah, stop yeah. bothering us. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Actually, a friend of ours, he went to Boston and he was on a date and he went, he took a, his date to this place called the Improv Asylum. And he was like, you should check this out. Like, this is a bunch of, uh, you know, it's a theater, a bunch of people doing some pretty cool stuff. So we looked it up and we found out they were doing classes on improv. And it was like, you know, six classes, six levels, whatever. <clears throat> and we immediately just signed up. And we, from there, oh, the rest great. is history. And they, and they took a liking to us because... People went there and they were like, oh, after this, I'm going to do pottery or I want to take, uh, you know, karate or whatever. It was like they're just having fun. But with us, it was like, how do you want your business? You know, like how you know how, and like, they, they kind of saw that we took like an interest in, in them and how they run their their empire because they really did have like an empire in the north end of Boston. And they always just kind of like, you know, took a shine to us. So right. when uh, eventually so we decided. How many years? Uh, so how, how many years has it been, guys? 12. 2004. So 12, it'll be 12 years this October. Wow, that's awesome. First time we stepped on stage, yeah. 
Wow. And we first and we first started off as out of the gutter comedy. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Not an easy sell to Portuguese clubs. Yeah, out of yeah, the gutter. You're gonna clean our gutters? Like, no, no, no. Do <laughs> <laughs> a comedy show. True story. I had a radio station call us once, and they were like, uh, "Do you want to buy an ad for your company?" I'm like, well, "I don't." And she's like, "You know, for your gutter cleaner company." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> we need to change the name. That that yeah. We need to yeah. change yeah. the name." Something That's easy. right. <laughs> well, I mean, the name, the old name kind of, it, it, it was kind of fitting for what co- the co- type of comedy we were doing. We never focused on cultural comedy from the beginning. I mean, there were parts of our show where we kind of showcased this funny little segment called Portuguese Americana. We would take like a specific scenario and how that scenario plays out in an American family. Then we rewinded it and showed <laughs> the exact same thing yeah. side by side. In comparison to a Portuguese family, and, and people laughed, you know, at the Portuguese comparison. Uh, and then eventually, we started noticing like that was the stuff that people walked away from the show raving about and remembering. Like we did topical humor about whatever, American Idol or the, this in the news or that. Well, you know, the typical stuff that you see in a monologue on the, the Tonight Show, you know, by Jimmy, you know, one of those guys. You know, they make fun of stuff that's happening, in the, and that's what we did. So yeah. Out of the Gutter was just like a funny name of these guys coming from the gutter, coming from, you know, the low end, low end of the spectrum, trying to make it big as funny guys uh, on the scene. And that's kind of what awesome. that was. But that's it awesome. really it, it kind of had a shelf life, you know. Yeah, that's but awesome. The, didn't the culture stuff was is is and was what was going to make us, uh, you know, big. Uh, yeah, and eventually, now, but you're you know, absolutely not, right on what you do and how you bring um, what exactly we grew up with. And it brings back all those wonderful memories at the time they were going on in our lives. It wasn't so funny, but now when you look back on it, it's hysterical. But in the meantime, I know how you make, well, it's, we laugh at ourselves. We're laughing at our moms, at our dads, our grandmothers, but at our Portuguese table, we always come back to talking about food. So now when you're at that table, what is your favorite dish? The one that your mom Um, kind of like makes it the best. And I want you guys to take turns. We'll start with Brian. Brian, how about you, honey? There's there's, so much pressure. there's so many. She everything she makes, it's 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 you know it's good to go. Like my wife loves when I go to my mom's house because she knows I'm coming home with food. Uh, <laughs> I think the goat. Oh man, that's that's so tough. The one dish always. My, my I used to work construction with my dad, and the go-to sandwich my mom would always make, which till this day she always knows that's my favorite is ovos com churis, eggs and churis. Oh. It's just the way she makes it. I I don't know. It's just the way she makes it. It's just she uses lard. Lard. Yeah, hey, that's yeah, fine, exactly. and I enjoy it. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, it, oh, wow. Al, Al, how about you, honey? You know, it's funny you say, you're asking because um, I think back and my mom and my dad together. Actually, it, it, I don't see this too often in many Portuguese homes. But my dad cooks as much as my mom does. Really? Uh, yeah. Like my dad's the kind of Portuguese guy that when you go to the Portuguese clubs, you have that guy in the back making all the bifanas for the feet. Like that would be my dad, <laughs> even though he doesn't cook at the feast. But my dad cooks a lot at home. And between the two of them, they made all kinds of traditional stuff back home. And everything was always really good. Although growing up, I didn't appreciate all of it. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> eat village and things. I was like, ah, oh my God, gag me. I would hide it inside Love the it. bread, you know, to get off. Uh, <laughs> like run away from the table and told everybody I ate everything. But they, I mean, they, they, everything they made was really, really good. And to this day, it still is. But I, if I have to say there's something that my mom makes that's sort of um, uh, a hybrid of traditional Portuguese food. It's uh, a pork loin pot roast. Mm. But she takes a link of shuris and puts it in the center. Yes, yes, Then yes. you slice it mm. and you get a slice of like the, the pork roast. There's a little disc of shuris in the middle. And oh, she wow. does it with, with the, the, the gravy, the moule that you would make like karn gizab. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and she just uh, roasts it in the oven inside a roasting pan for hours. It's, it's so good. She, at, she can't even make it all the time because we like we would devour it. But she makes it for like Easter or uh, she'll make it on the side for Thanksgiving just because everybody wants it. So whenever we're having like a big family dinner, that's, she'll make that's it just because everybody wants it. So that's for awesome. me, that's like my favorite. And then my awesome. dad makes like homemade hamburger patties out of just ground hamburger, but he makes it Portuguese style, which is like a ton of garlic cloves all chopped up in it. And then he takes oh. the pimento muida that he makes at home and he yes. puts that in there and then he just kind of mixes it all up and makes the patty out of that. It's the best. Only my one favorite, Al. Sorry, so that's that. <laughs> <laughs> that was right there. I can't, I can't say no to either one. Mm, Derek, hot dogs, how about you? Best uh, hot dogs. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, definitely, my favorite is uh, is octopus uh, pulled. Really? Yeah, mm. that's my favorite. My mom makes it fantastic. Um, it's just even uh, my mom. Like we were on Bazaar Foods one time with Andrew Zimmern. Uh, the Portuguese kids were highlighted, and they asked my mom to cook some stuff. And Andrew Zimmern's like he had some of my mom's pulled, and he was like, "Dude, what the hell is this?" He's like, "The best." He's like, "This is so good," <laughs> and it really is. I'm like, I looked at it, I was like, "You're right, my friend. It is the best." But you know what's funny? The first thing you went for was uh, Marcelo. Yeah, yep. Marcelo's always Ooh, good. another great thing. Mm. Marcelo with a fried egg. Marcelo oh, Maria, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, that is like the that. best. Oh, I Angela's like, like no, no, <laughs> it's so good. If you had a Miguel like in the Azores, it just tastes different. It's better, fresher, bloodier. Crisp, yeah, oh yeah, crispy. The casing is yeah. nice and crispy. She's just like disappearing into yeah, her. Yeah. her yeah. No, don't want it. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I I can't do bacalhau, so that's you can't. Just, yeah, uh, I don't know. Actually, Maria, that. Maria, I don't know if you remember when we were flying home on uh, on Sata on the way back from San Miguel when we were out yes. there together. They served bacalhau on the plane, and Brian yes, they like, did. Brian yeah, was I, ready to open the door and jump out. Yeah, yeah my aunt was, like, <laughs> she asked me if I was hungry. I was like, oh, I'm gonna eat on the plane. They served bacalhau. I couldn't believe it. I just ate Balasha Maria the whole time. <laughs> And the whole plane stuck. First off, that's just bad. You know, like, yeah, oh, you should know, sure on an airplane. Boiled codfish the on a plane. The whole airplane stunk. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you're like, where the hell were you? I'm like, Sata. I was on the like airplane. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we did travel together, Angela. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. That uh, So we could do a whole podcast on that experience, I'm we sure. We could. <laughs> Rhea was a loud clapper. She's like, oh, finished. Yeah. <laughs> we landed. Thanks, God. <laughs> now you promised you'd keep that a secret. <laughs> hey, no, I'm glad that you mentioned the whole clapping thing because I've actually met a few Portuguese who're like, 
clapping. What is that? I'm like, really? Have you not been on a plane with a bunch of Portuguese people when you land and everybody's like clapping and saying the rosary? It's, you know. We we travel for a living. So we can tell you like with the utmost certainty that only Portuguese people do this. There have been times where we've like, there have been flights that like, we're like, dude, let's turn our antennas on and like message our families. I love you. (laughs) Crash. Because it's like, we've had those like scary, scary scary moments. And we land, and I'm like, I'm ready to clap. I'm like, yes, good job. I'm like, no one else is in. I'm like, this dude deserves a wonderful. And then sometimes on soft, I'm like, that was the worst flight ever and the, the worst landing ever. And I'm like, people are clapping. I'm like, no, I don't get the guy a round of applause. I'm like, yeah. they're just happy they landed. They're just happy they landed. Yeah, yeah. yeah That's exactly. Right. That's right. <laughs> um, so do you guys cook at home? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm pretty handy with it. My brother's a chef, so I, I have I, a, oh. you know, a little competition, you know. Uh, but I do enjoy it. I, you know, I make a decent sandwich and a it's bowl good. of cereal. There you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Ryan, don't say I, that. I bet you do. You should see the way I order food. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan can navigate a menu. For yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, uh, and then Brian adds mayo to everything. So yeah, there you go. Mm. Oh, it is I, good. You know what I mayo's make? Mayo's yummy. Maria? Um, that funny. Sublava. Oh. Yes. Your, rec- your recipe, by the way, I make it all the time, like all of the time. I even like message Brian pictures of it because he loves it so much. Yeah, I love Sopata. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, Brian, look, I'm eating this right now. <laughs> With a I'm nice a very good improviser and not just on stage, but in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, this guy's good. No, I do. I, I don't know what it is. I find myself like half the time when I'm cooking, I'm literally just trying to figure out how to get rid of something that's been in the fridge for a while. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. I get rave reviews. Yeah. Well, then, no one then, makes then, a better wilted salad than Al's. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Way the brown lettuce touches well, the, your mouth. It's mm, oh my god. Mm, that sounds wonderful. Like, is this now, gum see, this salad? <laughs> <laughs> so the other question that Angela always liked to ask everyone is now what would you not eat? Was there something Portuguese that you just there is no way in hell that you're gonna eat? Uh, so fish, we, fish know Brian's, we know, we know Brian's is bacon. And uh liver. I, oh. I like I like liver. My mom Ooh, makes you know it's delicious. Yeah. I agree with Brian the liver, um, oh. but fish heads and like the eyeballs and all that stuff. I don't know what it is. Ooh. It's like it's like a Cadbury egg for my mom. She just like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I don't know what it is. It's like I, I love seen, those. It all the time, and it's not all. I love my mom likes to eat the eyeball. Like she'll suck on it and like like I don't know what it is. And then like. She'll yeah. spit it out and it'll hit the plate and it sounds like a like like a little metal like a shot. Spittoon, right? Yeah, yeah, like ding and it just hits the plate. I'm like, what did you God. just do that for? God. You know what I hate? I was at a restaurant and some guy was eating fish and he, he was like sucking on that bone. He's like like doing that like sucking <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm like, dude, it's not a toothpick. Yeah. Like, it's done. Know, one time we we're in Toronto doing a show with it was the, this show that's that's called this uh Asorianissimo, and it's done by uh Gentanasa TV. And it was us with Denise Paiva. And we go to this restaurant, and they put out a platter. It was kzibu, right? But they put out pig knuckles and pig ears, and I'm like, that's just horrendous. <laughs> and I remember Nellie, Nellie, the lady that you know is the host of that show. She's like, how do you know you don't like it if you don't try it? And I was like, you know, she's right. And right. I'm like, really into Anthony Bourdain. I love Andrew Zimmerman, and I think that they're so brilliant. That some let us eat whatever. So I said, give me this thing, and I ate it. And I, the first bite, I almost gagged. I said, dude, it's cartilage. It's like I'm chewing on like mm. my ear. I'm like, that's disgusting. So I said, look, I've tried it, and I can tell you that it's disgusting, and I'll never try it again. So that's the one thing I won't eat is a pig ear, and I won't even look at the knuckle. Like, I'm like, 
it's just gross. It's like gelatinous. Ugh, yeah. <laughs> gelatinous. <laughs> so Al, it's funny that you mentioned the the fish eyeballs. So I have a, just a quick story. When uh, my husband and I were first dating, I think we were only dating. It was less than a year, and so everything is still kind of new. And we were at dinner at his parents' house, and his mom, you know, they serve food the old school way, right? The whole whole fish and everything. And she was eating a fish head, and she was like, she took the eyeball, put it in her mouth, and I must have had this look of like, <laughs> oh my god, like what the hell did you just? Like, eat? What kind of monster is your mother? <laughs> And she kind of caught my eye and like gave me this look like, what are you looking at me for? And later on, my husband was like, yeah, okay, just don't, don't have that face. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> do that again. Just smile. Like, it's so odd. Don't do that again. But then my mom, she'll like go to the grocery store and grab a jar of pig's feet and just eat it like straight out of the jar. Yeah. Oh. So she's one of those that will eat anything. All, and I had no idea they sold jars of pig feet. Yeah, I thought they were like just pickles. like at the pickles? deli. Yeah, pickles. God. Like that must onions. look like uh, when you buy it in the jar, it must look like some kind of display. I like P.T. Barnum's <laughs> yeah. like oddities. Yeah. Like fucking yes. heads yes. in a jar and pig's feet. That's yes. disgusting. Yeah. Like you're at an Asian store or something and like where you can buy all the different body parts. Yeah. Yeah. You know why? It, uh, you know, and it's like my mom would say it. Like we're younger, and it, it's still true, right? You know, she's like, we're so poor, we couldn't afford to throw out exactly. Anything, you know, yeah, even yeah. like chicken feet are in my like was in the kanja, and I'm like, oh, absolutely. You know, and it, which is so God, so disgusting. A chicken foot. Mm-hmm. It's like ugh. <laughs> anyway, a second thing, so a second thing I need is a chicken foot. <laughs> it's all a texture <laughs> thing, right? Say it again? Because the flavor is probably really great. It's it just, is. Right? Absolutely. It's you know, that's a perfect point. Yeah. You know, if you didn't know, you wouldn't know, right? Oh, that it's exactly. that, that, that what you're eating is that good. But right. it's your mind, your mind just kind of my, uh, thinks my, about how gross that part, body part is. And you're like, no, I'm not touching that. I'm not eating that. But I mean, the flavor in it could be delicious. And My parents tricked me and my siblings one year when we were younger into eating goat. We thought it was chicken. They're like, oh, yeah, I said, don't worry about it. And it was goat. And they told us afterward. And let me tell you, right? loved it ever yeah. since. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Goat, goat and rabbit. I oh, dated a girl once where her, we did Thanksgiving together. And, and their family was like, we love your mom's Portuguese stuffing. But could your mom make it without the giblets? You know what I mean? Like my, my, mom, would, my mom would put like all that stuff, like chicken liver, all that, right? The heart. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, I'm like, I can ask my mom. So I was like, Mom, can you do that? And then she's like, Yeah. So like Thanksgiving, they're all eating, and I'm like, wow, just, I'm like, Mom, it tastes the same. She's like, Yeah, it's because she's like, I put the giblets in there. I just ground them up. I was like, oh, <laughs> I God, love your mom. Compromise my recipe because these people are dumb. I was like, Good for you, Mom. Good <laughs> for her. So there you go. <laughs> That's why she has your ex. Good for her. <laughs> the damn thing the right way. I'm not gonna be with you. <laughs> so i'm curious uh you just got back from australia and then all your other travels how was the was the food similar in terms of <laughs> like so i know they have vegemite right and things like that oh but, my god oh, yeah that's hey, so gross that's gross Vegemite. If you want to eat yeah. Vegemite, I got a cheaper version for you. Go find a nice rusted uh, pipe yeah, go get in your mud. basement, ground <laughs> it up with some water Actually, and make a paste out of it. Funny story. We get there and they mentioned Vegemite. And I guess it's a big Australian national pride thing. It's like, you know, yeah. and I guess it got sold to like a major corporation recently. So it was like a big to do. 
And so we were like, oh, we never had it. They were like, what? So she ran out to the store and, and got a jar. Al's sleeping at this point. So me and Brian, we try on some toast and we eat it. And, of course, we immediately gag. I'm I like, died. I had to be resuscitated. So when Al wakes up, he sits down. He's drinking his coffee. I look at Al. I'm like, Al, you have got to try this Vegemite. And Brian's really like, you've got to try it. No. No, no. We didn't do it. We were saying, like, dude, try this because it's so it's bad. bad. And I, oh, I, I didn't, didn't know that. I was laying it on his sleep. I thought they were being sarcastic. I'm like, oh, okay, guys. Yeah, whatever. And I was putting, like, spoonfuls of it on. And he was, was putting, like, a whole thing of toast. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm telling you, it tastes like crap. He's like, oh, I think I just it tastes good. I'm like, no, dude. Oh. It tastes like crap. And they were like, eat it with, like, you're supposed to eat it with butter and something else. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I can't imagine that's going to enhance the flavor. I was literally. Ch- <laughs> but, you know, yeah. back to the food thing in Australia, we had we had Shurisu out there. And, you know, and even in California, and this is nothing against our, Mike, we love California, everything about it, but there's just no food like South Coast New England Portuguese food. And I don't know what it is. You know how they say pizza in New York tastes different than pizza anywhere else because it's the water? Maybe it's that or maybe it's because the, you know, the recipes for the for the sausage is different here. But for us, Maybe it's because we grew up with it, but there's just nothing compares to the food that we have at home. I mean, there's always good meals, but nothing ever compares to to the food back home. And, you know, this is the mecca for Portuguese food. You know, like you go to California, it's like one restaurant per like, yeah. you know, for, for 40,000 people or whatever. You know, here it's like 40,000 restaurants per person, you know, like you, right. you, can't, you can't throw a stone without hitting two right, Portuguese right. restaurants, you know, like and that's we're spoiled in that way. And I think that's one thing that like. We definitely have a good here. Weather sucks. Food's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have to agree with you on that because uh, so we is it, you guys know Bacalhau Grill and Trade Right, you know, yeah. so they, they import they import a lot of sausages from like New Jersey and stuff like that, and it's different. And and we here in California, linguisa is bigger than chorizo, right? right? So you guys eat a lot more chorizo, I think, than than yeah, linguisa, yeah, right. and then it's also different. And then if you go even further west, have you guys been to Hawaii? Not no, yeah. That'll no. be next, guys. That'll be next. Yes. So if you go to Hawaii, they have linguisa on the menu, and it it's not linguisa. I mean, it has like the flavor of it, but it's totally Hawaiianized. I don't know what they've done to it, but it's not. Like anything that you know, more like spam. They love spam out there. It's kind of. I mean, it's still really good. It's just not. I mean, you talk about comparing it to southeastern New England Portuguese food. (laughs) It's going to be completely different. Talking about uh, multi generational like difference. You know, Hawaii people, Portuguese people, been in Hawaii for like so many years that Mm -hmm. it's just been the food has been kind of like uh, watered down. Yeah, homogenized. You know, like yes, it has been homogenized. everyone's kind of, it's kind of like a universal flavor. I guess you could say that about a lot of things, you know? Now, in Australia, did you find more people who were from the mainland or from the Azores? Or from oh, Madeira. 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 Madeira, yeah. Really? It, it was, yeah. Well, in Sydney, it was Sydney more was mainland. And then in, in Perth, it was 90% Madeira. And then I think in Sydney, it was like uh, maybe 40% Madeira, uh, you know, 50% mainland and 10% Azores. Like, there was one table from the Azores. Yeah, <laughs> just one. <laughs> Want ten people from these or yeah. South Africa is mostly Madeira, Madeira as yeah. well. Yeah. We're, head, we're heading there this community. year, too, so that should be interesting for us. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this is good. This is a big year for us. Very, very big year. We're we're, we're doing, accomplishing a lot of our bucket list items. You know, yeah. uh, we're very fortunate this year. This is we we knew it was gonna be a big year, but it's just things keep happening. It's it's been monumental for us. So South Africa, we're pretty excited about. That'll be in November, guys. I believe it's November. Yeah, we're still trying to finalize the date, but it's either September or November. 
And where's your next one? Where's the next wish list of place to go? Uh, man, like we don't even have any more. Hawaii is definitely Hawaii on Hawaii there. Would be nice to get Hawaii to. Hawaii would be nice. The UK. UK has been one on there as well. UK Some might Portuguese. happen this year too. Yeah. Again, uh-huh. it's data. A lot of Madeira. There. Do you know that there are more Portuguese uh, mainland? There are more Portuguese that live in Paris, France, than um, anywhere else. There are more immigrants. I knew that. There. Uh, yeah, I knew in that. Paris it had concentrated a huge in one place. Really? Yep, in Paris, huh? France. I knew that they had a huge community out there. I mean, we'll never go there uh, unless it's on vacation because, uh, you know, we only probably who in gray, you know, so <laughs> it's kind of hard to get down there. Wee <laughs> wee! That would be a tough one. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? We do Montreal all the time, and they speak French, and we do anyway. our show in English, and they're, they love it. So who knows? Maybe we could do something in France. That's right. But they, yeah, they speak English there, though, too, right? I mean, I, I've been to Montreal. Yeah, Montreal, it's still bilingual, yeah. but I think a lot yeah. of I'm primarily the Portuguese community itself, they speak French or Portuguese. Yeah. French being kind of like the universal language for everybody in the city, and then Portuguese for the Portuguese community. They'll just they'll speak Portuguese first. But yeah, we, we English is like third on the list. Yeah, yeah, we definitely speak more Portuguese on stage at, 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 when we're doing shows in Montreal. In Quebec, because we do we do Laval as well, uh, just because we know that not everybody speaks perfect English out there. As a matter of fact, yeah. a lot of people don't speak English at all. It's either French or Portuguese. And like Portuguese with like French words in it. Yeah. Which is oh so- wow. What is so are, are are all of you? I know you all grew up together. Are all of your families from the same part of Portugal? No, not necessarily. No, Brian's uh, Brian's mom is from the same town as both my mom and dad. Uh, from the same Pragzia, which is the same Pragzia <laughs> that uh, Jay's mom and dad were from. Uh, Derek's from a whole other island, uh, different, mm-hmm. different smell with Derek. Yeah. So. Yeah. so the reason the reason I asking the reason I was asking you is I was just curious if you found, you know, does your humor relate to people from no matter where they are or from in Portugal, right? Where if they're from the Azores or if they're from the mainland or Madeira, do you find mm-hmm. that well, some people are like. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't really get that joke because my mom doesn't do that, or that's a very historian yeah, thing. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of it is is more of like the, uh, you know, the, the the different ways we pronounce yeah. different things, you know, because okay. I mean, the accent slang. and, and the slang is different. Because like yeah. the upbringing is still the same. It's that you know the the you know whether it's the strict parents or making sure they get a job and the daughters have to be home mm-hmm. early. But a lot of it is just like, you know, the, it's the slang. Like here we call it malasadas, but out in California, you know, it's it's know. So it's like yep. these are the things we got to figure out when we come do shows because it's, you know, That's even like the we, nicknames. We from- get there day early and we kind of like hang out with people and we kind of get to know right. a little bit about them. And then we, we ask certain questions, you know, but yeah. even like the Most- nicknames for Portuguese people like over, you know. Porcos out in Australia, pork chops in Canada, portuguese here in the East Coast, like all these like different slangs. You're like, all right, all right, what's going to make sense? What goes here? <laughs> Do our homework, you know. I mean, well, next, next time you're next time you're up in Canada and you want to talk about malasadas, just say beaver tails. That's the same thing. Really? Beaver tails. Beaver. Yes. Funny. Yes. Back to your question, like when we do shows to Azorian crowds, like we you know when we, I usually ask where are you from, you know, in the beginning of the show. Our Azorian crowds are usually more raucous and like louder and more, you know, 
I think I think these young people are just, I, like, just very full of life. They you know? identify so much of what we're doing on stage because they do speak that same exact lingo. So when we do a show to like an Azorian crowd, it winds up being like some of our best shows. But a lot of people think, oh, well, you have to be Azorian to get to get what you guys are doing. We go to New Jersey, and anybody will tell you in New Jersey, it's 99% mainland. We, we sell out shows, 700 people, 600 people, and they're all mainland, and they all enjoy what we do. So it really does uh, – it really is universal. But like Ryan yeah. said, I think the, the, the only difference is the way we speak. And sometimes they go there just to laugh at that because they think it's funny. Like a lot of people from mainland Portugal get a kick out of the way we talk. Like it happens all of yeah, the time. Like, all the time. We Californians get a kick out of the way you East Coasters speak yeah. too. Yeah, of course. Like water. Water from Boston. But we met, uh, we met Juan Quintalmida in Canada a few months back and he was like, oh, the Portuguese guys. And we stopped. He's like, Você fala português? I'm like, sim, senhor. I'm like, I say 100%. That's why I say like 100%. I'm like, you know? And he's like, oh, você está surreal. <laughs> I always have to, I always feel like I have to apologize and say, okay, I'm going to speak as well as I can. And I apologize yeah, if I that. say something wrong. I always, I always have, I always feel I have to do that because That's my, right. my accent or my slangs are Azorian. Yeah. yeah but there, you know, here's yeah. the thing. It's like for me, so I don't speak Portuguese fluently. Right. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that I, I never took, Portuguese in school because we never had it. And right. so the little I've learned, you know, and I'm, I will admit I'm, I'm inhibited a little bit because I, I'm afraid I'm going to say something wrong. So my thing is, if you speak a second language, who cares if you pronounce it wrong? At least you're speaking it and you're trying, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, so you should yeah. never apologize for the fact yeah. that you speak a second language. I think it's incredible. I mean, I, I do work with companies in Portugal and they're always apologizing for their English. I'm like, don't apologize. Yeah, you're doing business in English. Right. I can't oh, even speak English your language. Better than yeah. my Portuguese, trust exactly. me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It happens all the time. And I'm like, we had a meeting yesterday, some guys I talked two days ago and he was talking to Portuguese. I was like, oh man, I'm going to do this meeting in Portuguese. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm like okay, so I gotta put my thinking caps on, and then he just like stops. Like, you prefer I speak English? I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, yes. But then the meeting actually morphed where he was speaking Portuguese and we were speaking yeah. English, and, and it, it worked, just, out, it worked okay. out well. Okay. Okay. That's hilarious. So, so Brian, you mentioned a word that uh, I don't want to, you know, have us go on a, a serious note or anything, but I'm sure that one of our listeners is going to pick up on it, and so we should. I, I just want to touch on it. So you mentioned the P word. Portuguese. Yeah. yeah. So I learned, so I will tell you that here in California, most people don't take offense to that word. And in fact, there was a song written, I'm proud to be a Portuguese from the Azores that we used oh, to dance yeah. to oh, yeah, at yeah. the festivals, right? But <clears> then <throat> I worked for Palkis and started working with people on the East Coast. And it was like, oh, no, that is a bad word. Like, you don't say that. It's very yeah, offensive. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm curious. You you kind of mentioned it. As, it's, a, it's a slang. So I'm curious how you approach that word. I don't think it's an East Coast thing. I mean, we grew up in Fall River, Mass. 60% of the city is uh, is of Portuguese descent, right? And this whole area is just entrenched in Portuguese culture. I've never, grown up my whole life, I've never, ever saw someone say Portuguese and see someone like take offense to it. Unless really? the person... Unless the yeah. person wasn't Portuguese. You hit it right there. You hit yeah. it. Yep. Just like the end. It is. And in many ways. And I hate to say yep. that because the N-word... I, when people say that it's our N word, I, I disagree. Like you yeah, don't even that's... know what the N word really means if you're saying mm -hmm. that. Like the N word, there is nothing like the N word when a white person yeah. calls a black person that. But yeah. 
I, it's in that same vein of like, uh, okay, only a Portuguese person could say it. Growing up, man, like, hey, this guy's a Portuguese. Like, we used to say it all of the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But the minute, like, I remember, like, someone, like, who's not Portuguese, like, y'all, the way they said it, dumb Portuguese. Like, that That's would be right. the thing. The context. Like, what yeah. did you just say? It, it like, has a double don't, side to it. Yeah, yes, it, it does. Don't say yeah. that. So I think to some people, it's a term of endearment. But to other people, it means, like, it, it means stupid. It means, like, you know, my father grew, growing up was, like, you know, like in the seventies, it wasn't cool to be Portuguese in New that's England. Right. Okay, that's like right. uh, you know, you. That's why some. That's why so many Pereiras turn, turn to Perrys, and and mm-hmm. so many like you know like Machados and Marshalls. It's like people were embarrassed to be Portuguese because they were they were the modern at the time. They were the Mexicans, right? So like you know mm-hmm. how like you have this this a lot of people who are anti-immigration. They felt that same way towards Portuguese people, especially in the 70s in, in our area, because it was all factory work, landscaping jobs, construction jobs. These guys came in here, worked their butts off, worked twice as hard as anybody else, and they didn't like that, especially unions and stuff. They're like, whoa, stop working so hard. <laughs> and like my dad would be like, I, if I work too hard, they'd be like, hey, greenhorn, which is actually a term. Fisher, uh, fisherman term. Well, it's actually for Irish. Uh, it's a, It means immigrant, right? Yeah, what yeah. Mean? I mean, it's a greenhorn. Being green, being new, like off yeah. the boat kind of. Yeah. Greenhorn. So, like, you know, hey, Greenhorn, stop being, you know, dumb Portuguese. My dad would tell me, like, people say that to him all the time when he was working. And he was like, you know, it was something that he dealt with a lot in the 70s and 80s. So to my father, Portuguese means something very, very bad. But me, in a right. school ground, growing up on the school ground, that hear people call me Portuguese. He was Portuguese, too. So it wouldn't bother me. But the crazy thing is, like I said, everywhere we go, there's a different nickname yeah. Depending on yeah. where you go, because Canada, it's like you know, we said Portuguese once, like, oh, what's that? Like, what is, yeah, like we oh, say pork chop. Well, they've heard it, but it wasn't a word they used. Yeah. It was like pork chop was the one, like we called pork chops. And then in Australia, it's porco. That's and again, the, 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 nickname. the pork porco. chop thing is like it's can also be viewed as derogatory if a Canadian's calling a Portuguese person like a, you know, hey, pork, pork chop, chop, get the hell out of here. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. you know, so like it all depends, I think, on who says it. It's the context. Know? I find that it's the. The, the uh, I don't know how I say this without maybe I should sh- not say it, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And it's like the people that are more educated, people like Palkus, people that are higher education, they take more offense to it, and I I don't know why. I don't like. There's one woman that there was a, a lovely article uh, about growing up in Fall River, the New York Times. I think it was the New York Times or the New Yorker or whatever. And this woman was like, I believe she's. Uh, She's in literature, I believe. She's a very intelligent woman. I, I follow some of her stuff. And she was so upset that she, this writer used the term Portuguese because, like, the, he was, his aunt was like, go down the street and uh, buy something from the, from the Portuguese neighbor or whatever. And she was so upset that, you know, the word Portuguese was used that she was like, boycott this newspaper mm-hmm. like, or mm-hmm. this magazine. I was like, that's a little, I felt yeah. that was a little much, you know. She was just his aunt was a product of uh, her time, and that's just how it was, you know. Yeah. For, now, you for know, me, well, I was going to say, you know, very well with the name of the company that I have, the Azorian Green Bean. It all comes from uh, taking the name of what I was called growing up, and uh, green, you know, yeah. that's right. I I'm old enough to be all your well, your mom's. <laughs> I am more like my older <laughs> sister. Stop. Oh, yeah. stop uh, but I, I love you too. But no, borrow, I'm old enough to be your mom. mom? <laughs> <laughs> Later, son. But the thing is, is, you know, coming in in the 60s and like Derek said, you know, in the 60s and 70s, uh, yeah, I was called 
Portuguese all the time from, you know, the non-Portuguese kids and, and Greenhorn and uh, pork and cheese, you know, <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah. A fleece bean. I don't know. It was like, <laughs> you know, a fava bean or, you know, yeah. whatever it was. And the whole thing is, is it was used to knock you down, to yeah. make you feel less than what you were. And so I, I'm right there when uh, Derek said, you know, it's different hearing it from someone who is Portuguese, who now if I hear that word Portuguese, I don't care where I am. If I hear that word, I almost have to like, I'm like a possessed woman. I've got to go <laughs> over to that person and go, are you Portuguese? And they'll go, oh, uh, yeah, I am. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. You know, it's, it's okay. Not the brass knuckles come out. <laughs> oh, my God. I want, it's like, that's it. That is the most insulting way. And I refuse to accept that. You cannot speak to me like that or be around me speaking like that. No. I, I will say, though, we, you definitely don't hear it from the older generation. No. It's usually like people our age and younger that are like using these yeah. slangs and, and saying it. But uh So for that, me it's yeah, so for me it's it's become more of a a concern about how non-Portuguese understand how to correctly refer to people who are of Portuguese descent. Right. So so two quick stories. When I was working at Palcus and somebody called our office and said, Yes, we need some data about the Portuguese community um in the United States. And we said, Okay, we're happy to help, but you should know that the correct way to refer to someone is Portuguese. And they said, oh, okay, well, yeah, so what we really are looking for are, uh, you know, the Portuguese communities in California and New Jersey. And we said, again, the correct way to say it is Portuguese. And and she wasn't getting it. Like, she actually thought that the way you refer to somebody who was from Portugal or, or Portuguese right. descent was Portuguese. So there was a miscommunication there. Second example I have is somebody once sent me a flyer because I, I have my Angela's list where I, we publish information. She sent me a flyer saying, can you put this on your list? It's a fundraiser for this woman who has cancer. And I said, oh, yep, of course. I opened the flyer and it says, help a Portuguean. And I wrote her back and I said, I, I thought maybe it was a nickname or like something funny. And, and I said, I'm happy to post this. I just have to ask, what is a Portuguean? She said, well, somebody from Portugal. <laughs> and I said, well, no, I said, first, I said it, it's Portuguese, help a Portuguese. And she said, oh, I didn't know. I just thought it was like, you know, Cuban or Dominican and Portuguese, right? So for me, there's a level of education that needs to happen, right? And just right. making sure that people don't know that that's the right, that's, you know, the right way to say it is Portuguese or Portuguese American, right? Not Portuguese. Portuguese. So that's my well, thing. How do you, I'm taking it. I like it. What Portuguese? Portuguese. I'm like, it's not a trend. Stay Let's Portuguese. boycott Derek DeMello. Stay Portuguese, my friends. Portuguese. <laughs> That's a different one. Yeah, I yeah. can see, uh, you know. First and only time I'd ever heard that. So I thought it was creative. But so anyway, I, I, again, they didn't want to get into a big, serious, you know, downer topic. Uh, but I, I know that someone was going to pick up on it. People refer to it as like Portuguese. Hey, I'm Portuguese. It's not like the Portuguese or the pork chop or the porco. Yeah. See how the one is. Well, you know what I, I mean? Am? I'm a human. I'm a Yo, human. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then just one other quick example. We have Portuguese Heritage Night for the San Francisco Giants, right? Yeah. And um, the announcers on the TV, the guys that call the game, said, oh, we're here at Portuguese Heritage Night, right? Oh. The number, the number of people that, like, emailed us and called and on Facebook, like, did, did he just say that? Oh, my God, right? So, again, it's an education thing, right? 
people have right. to know that that's not the right way to refer to our community. Right. So safest thing to do is just not use it. I'll be honest with you. We never use it. Like we use, mm-hmm. like when we first started, we might drop that word a couple of times when we were just like local, but we learned that it offends people and yeah. we've tried to, you know, we, we try not to do that. We try not to, you know, we like, I to think make the only time it's really but... used is in that song, Vapu. Oh, I can't say the yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, the no, word. Uh, Vapu. <laughs> and changing, changing room. room. Yeah. There's, there's a scene where we specifically have this obnoxious, uh, like Anglo American character who's giving a Portuguese lady a hard time shopping in a store because she's not able to speak English. And the guy gets irate and he basically like demeans her and tells her, go, go back where you came from and go, go learn English if you want to be in this country. And then he calls her a dumb Portuguese. Mm-hmm. And that sets off her rant. That is the funny part of the sketch. We, you know, and that's, we use it in that. And in she that does text. speak English. And she does speak English. We just can't say what she says. Yeah. yeah she has some voice <laughs> words for him. Yeah. And the crowd erupts every time. Cause yeah. they all, they, they all, I mean, it goes back to you, Maria. They, they come from, a lot of them come from that generation where that word yeah. was used when people were coming over and emigrating over. And, nice. you know, a lot of people wanted to be able to punch back and say, oh, you call me a Portuguese? Well, guess what? Boom. You know, here's something back at you. And that sketch touches upon that. And it, the crowd erupts when the Portuguese lady like That's says what thing. she says back yeah. to them. Which which show is that a part of? Because I know you guys have a few different shows. That's it's, uh, it's that's one of the regular sketch. Portuguese kids show. But that's uh, one where it's a Portuguese lady uh, with her son. It's like called Changing Room, where the son's trying on pants and the mom's like only speaking in Portuguese and the son replies in English. And then the 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 store person comes out oh, okay. asking for help. She's like, "Uh, you want me to speak English?" And then she gives him she drops the f bomb on him. And then the song Apu. <laughs> The C word is again. It's the uh, the non Portuguese boss who is talking to Joao, <laughs> who can't pronounce João. Yeah. Uh, he comes out and he nice. says the Portuguese thing, which is like you know. And then he drops the vapu, and then the crowd erupts because it's just you know that's what they want to say to him as well. Obviously, yeah, yeah, right. to people of the past. But you know that one nickname I hate that people always call me is Big Shadis. I'm like, oh, I know, but. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm called sexy Portuguese boy again, I can't take oh, it anymore. Oh it's so annoying. Enough's <laughs> enough. I get it. Jeez. I used to have an email address with the name Carapau. Carapau? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, I've never heard that. Well, That's from a song, right? I Carapau. <laughs> yeah, there's a song that told me that. once that, you know, a, a hot chick is called a Carapau, and they were probably totally lying to me, and that's like what you call an ugly girl or something. But I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to make my email address Carapau. This should be like a, uh, a support group for everybody that looks back at the uh, the email address name that they picked when they were like 21 years old. I know. And like, why, would, why did I have an email? Like you go like to a, a, a job interview or on your resume and you have like cut a power 101. You're like, why did I pick that? <laughs> I know. People make some bad choices for email speaking names. Of, speaking of support group, that would actually be a really funny sketch if you had like a support group of uh, for like Portuguese kids, like, kid, you know, and yeah. with, with, the uh, guilt with that you emails. feel and... <laughs> My mom yeah. hit me. It's like, okay, sir, um, how bad is, uh, was it the Shinala or was it the wooden spoon? That would be pretty funny, actually. Yeah, like, oh, the, uh, the email address. The wooden spoon group meets on Tuesdays and the Shinala <laughs> meets on Fridays. So. All right, so uh, this was a great job interview. Now, your email address is kershiratebekalyao at aol.com. <laughs> Uh, that's what well, you have to say it like Caro Sherar to Bacalao. What? 
bacalhau. But the João thing, man, sometimes we'll make the tweet, like, you know, when your non-Portuguese friends try to say the word João, and some of the retweets we get and responses are just like, you know, it's like Joao, Joao, Joa, Joa, Hey, Joa, 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 Joao. So what's next on the, uh, on the docket? You guys have like my big fat Portuguese wedding. You guys have like a few different shows. You got yeah. anything else in the works? The only two shows that we're doing now are the Portuguese Kids, and then we still do my Big Fat Portuguese Wedding. Right now, we're just doing a local. We are taking it to Canada in September, and then we're trying to get it to California in 2017. Um, but it's just it's such a process because it's a cast of 12, so it's, mm. it's an expensive show. But it's a fun show. It reenacts a wedding, and it's, you know, it's one of our funner uh, shows and it's really one of those multi generational things that you can bring your grandparents, your kids, and everyone has a really good time because it's just very, you know, we laid out like a wedding, really. Yeah, you know, yeah, you have the yeah, ceremony, yeah. there's food dancing. services, there's dancing. It's, it's you know what? Time. Like, I forgot to tell you guys, some uh, we just did that show this past weekend on Saturday, and the the room was filling up and people were kind of hanging out before the show starts. And I hadn't gotten dressed into character yet, but I guess there was a table that knew I was, you know, one of the Portuguese kids. And I was walking by that table to go to the sound booth to go, work, you know, make some adjustments or whatever. And the lady, like, literally grabbed me by the arm and she goes, oh, I can't wait to watch the wedding. She's like, where do you guys have the thing to put the cards? I'm like, huh? She goes, yeah, I brought a card. Uh, like, no, she didn't. Yeah, she did. She had a card that she was going to give to the bride and groom. And I honestly, I think it had money in it. Oh, no. Like they got into it that much, they got a card, and they were going to give a card to the to the couple. There was a couple once that brought sardines. You remember that, like fish in a bag that was all tied up with a bow. They were like sardines. That. No, they didn't. Yeah, they were like it's a traditional people thing. I was like, I never it. heard. Yeah, people like, bring sardines to a wedding. That's kind of smelling. They do. They, they get all excited because they're like, oh man, this is going to be <laughs> like you know the wedding, all the weddings I've been to, and they they just want it to play out, and they're enthusiastic to you know. Have all that stuff I have happen. to. Well, I can actually say, you know, I ha- I was at their first, their first show when they did their Portuguese uh, wedding, and my husband and I went, and it was, it's a wedding. It is a wedding. You get, it's, it's what you imagine a wedding to be, but a lot more Time fun. Spent. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of laughs. I can't Gosh, wait. To, I I haven't gone to that one yet. I'm. I would love to. It'll happen in California for sure. And this last show, I had real authentic Portuguese uh, people in it because a lot of people complained that the soup needed salt. The soup needed salt. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's always going to complain about like, food. Super tight sauce. <laughs> and I'm like, sir, these people, they like, they need so much salt. Like, you're being a clog with salt. There's just not enough of them. I'm like, this salt, this soup healthy. has plenty of salt. It's delicious. No, it needs more. No. That's what salt on the table is for. Oh, yeah. I love it. And I love how we keep going back to food, guys. And we're coming, we're reaching our our hour here talking to you. And I, I'm again, I'm so happy that you were able to take this time to be at our table. Uh hopefully you haven't been drinking too much wine. Uh I know Angela has. <laughs> hey, it's not Angela, even noon yet, right? What are those virtual espressos, Angela? <laughs> <laughs> Silicon Valley, you can make something happen, can't you? Uh, for those that don't see us, uh, Angela's showing off her 
cup of uh, espresso, and then she just took a jug of of wine. Was that a jug of wine? She oh just- gosh! Pour my water. It's your water. Sure yeah, is. okay. I've sure never seen is. burgundy colored water before. <laughs> What's going on uh, out there? But no, we just want to thank you again, and that thank you're you. um, that you're part of this with us, and we really appreciate it. Oh, it's exciting. It's we, our pleasure. We love Thank to be you. part of something new like this, and uh, and we appreciate it. Can we come by next week? Then we're just. <laughs> you want to come by next week? Yeah. Who yeah. are you guys interviewing next? Uh, Joe Rigo, I believe. Oh, yeah, oh, Chef Joe Rigo. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'll be there. Um, <laughs> can you please ask him about Scott, the, the fish if eyeballs? Can, if you could uh, pipe us I in will. that day. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so ask him what's I, the best I, way to prepare fish eyeballs. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Hey, all right. We'll let him know. In cereal. <laughs> Oh, ask so actually, ask uh, yes, Brian sir. to put it in cereal for you. So next week we'll be in California, so we'll go visit Angela for some food, and then go yeah. to Maria when we come back and get some more food there. there sounds, go. Good, sounds, good. So. <laughs> sounds great, Brian. <laughs> but uh, seriously, guys, I just want to say one more time how incredibly proud we are of you guys and so happy to see the success you've had. It's yeah. been uh, truly yeah. amazing. Um, I think fun? you guys are, are a first. You're setting a trend. And, and honestly, I think and I hope – inspirational to to the younger generations that you know you can truly be anything that you want to be right the the world is your oyster and you don't have to you know it's not it's not limited you don't have to you know follow you know you don't have to do everything your parents or your teachers or whatever tell you to do if you have a passion and you want to do something go do it so that's That's what i told my parents i said you sacrifice so i could you know not work (laughs) (laughs) and they did not like that yeah, but once we started getting paid, they're like, okay, I guess. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we are proud of you. I still hated what we did. You know, they were like, not hated, but they were like, Derek, this is so nice. But we're going to get a real job. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, leaving, I'm leaving my job to do this full time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. How are you going to pay for food? I'm like, uh, we're going to get paid still. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how this works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you again, guys. Thank, Thank you. So Thank you so much. We'll be putting your website and uh, so people can find in the show notes so that people can find the next show, if they're going to be in your town. And uh, as always, listeners, thanks for listening and um, send us your thoughts, comments, and suggestions and, and send us your pictures of you sitting at your Portuguese table. <laughs> nice. and, and, uh, uh, and for those that are listening, subscribe to our channel, yes. tell your yes. friends and family, and let's just keep um, moving on and, and including more people and talking about um, how great it is to be Portuguese and, uh, and being proud of who we are. Keep power. Power. <laughs> and spread the word, you know. Come on, everybody. Um português ajuda dois ou três. Wow! Like that? I like that. That's a great way to end this. You can keep that. I had a ninety-year-old man. I used to work at a bank. I know we're going over hour. We can cut this out. I had. A, I used to work at a bank, and I had like this ninety-year-old guy that would only come to me because I spoke Portuguese. And he would come up to me and he'd be like, uh, my calculator is better than any computer you have. But I used to help him out with this, with this uh, checkbook and stuff. And then one time, I was, he said, I really appreciate you helping me. And I said, anytime, sir. And he's like, you know, you know the old saying goes, he's like, um português ajuda dois ou três. And I was like, wow, what an amazing saying. Sometimes yes. it's not like that, but a lot of times it is. And it's great mm-hmm. to have that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And on that uh-huh. note, can't think of a better way to end it. Yep. Bye-bye, guys. Stay poor. Stay Portuguese.
Stay Portuguese. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was awesome. Love those guys. Yes. They're just so, they're just so fun and genuine, you know? Yeah, so they helpful. are. And, uh, and I know like we can, we can say this again, but we do know them personally, both you and I, Angela, and, and they are the real thing. There is, uh, what you see is what you get. They're great guys. And I'm just, I think we're all proud of them because when, when we see one succeed in our bunch, you know, we all succeed and yeah. I'm, just, I'm I'm just beyond, um, I just love it. I love what they do and glad that they're able to do it and glad that they were again here with us today, which is, Mm -hmm. which is great because they're so busy. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody hope you enjoyed the the interview as much as we enjoyed doing it and, um, send us your thoughts and comments, follow us, subscribe to us, follow them, subscribe to them. (laughs) And we'll just share the love all around. (laughs) Yeah. Just follow everybody. Gosh, darn it. And, uh, until next time, everyone. Até próxima. Até próxima. Thanks again for listening to our Portuguese Table podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, you can do so on SoundCloud or iTunes. And all episodes can be found on our website at www.ourportuguesetable.com. You can also reach us at feedback at ourportuguesetable.com with comments, questions, or suggestions. Até a próxima! próxima.